Hello, happy new year, and welcome back to Long Live Rock and Roll's podcast. The, the well, we're kicking off the 2023 edition, aren't we, Felipe? How you doing, man? Oh yes, man. <laughs> I'm doing fine, man. Uh, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. Who wouldn't have thought that we would last that long? Well, I thought the world was going to end. In, <laughs> I thought the world was going to end in 2012 after the Aztec. <laughs> Or do you mean the podcast? Yes, I'm not thinking. I'm not talking about humanity. I'm just. I thought that's a very, very dark conversation topic to kick off the new year, <laughs> guys. Humanity, we got to 2023. Well done. I didn't think we'd get past the 1960s. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did, yeah, humanity survived the 60s. Uh, survived uh, the turn of the century, and the podcast has survived another year. Well, how come? In the end, man. You know, I think. It's really cool, guys. Well, again, welcome to the show, and just thank you for all joining us. You know, we, we've got a very steady stream of of listeners and downloaders and people who are coming back to the show week after week, um, and it's really nice because it is growing. Uh, it's funny because we get these odd episodes. You know, we'll talk about some of the episodes later, but we get these episodes where we we have we we have some episodes where we have a steady stream, and I can see the numbers are just staying the same. And then we've got episodes like the Elvis Presley one, the Brothers in Arms one, where it, for some reason Brothers in Arms has had hundreds and hundreds of downloads. Elvis is almost at a thousand downloads. Just that episode. Oh wow! <laughs> the others not so much, but they're steady. But then there's just one or two episodes here or there that just sort of fly off. So, but uh, I, th- I think that's 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 what happens with these, uh, podcasts, <laughs> and um, it's just like those episodes, of, uh, the singles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, exactly. like the singles from an album, you know. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, no, it's good, man. It's good. So thank you all for joining us. You know, we thought we'd do a recap of 2022. We haven't got any notes. We're just sort of having a conversation because, um, yeah. I don't know. I like this idea. We've been we've been working quite hard recently, haven't we, Felipe, with this with the podcast? We've done a lot of research. Got, we basically record once a week. We get together on a Saturday morning on Zoom. And we just record and talk about an album. Sometimes we do two episodes a day. So we thought we'd just take this one introduction to 2023, do a nice recap of the year because a lot has gone on and we did a lot of episodes and a lot of albums. Yeah, we did um, twenty three episodes, man. Yeah, That's yeah, sure. yeah. I mean that that does make one every two weeks, which is what we we strive to do. Um, but did you have a have you had a favorite point so far, Felipe? That's that's what I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, well, it's so hard. You know, I love the topic discussions we have about like yeah. uh, we, we had two episodes uh, called "When Dinosaurs Rule the Earth," which is about bands that keep going at an old age, right. which uh, something I'm re- really uh, uh, really keen to to support those bands because i think it's amazing that people are still doing it but uh that was i like those things what we did one episode about lineup changes in bands like some classic bands that changed that had like uh some big lineup changes but still carry on <laughs> yeah. and uh I, I love those topics right we, we had uh dash coming over daria came to join us for the top five rock singers episode Sorry. which is a two-part episode i love those discussions but if i need to pick one uh, episode. Do you know what? Tell me. Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley. Really? Wow. That's yes. Why did you like that one so much? I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Well, because um, I think music takes us back to the places where we were when we were listening to the albums for the first time. The first Bo Diddley album, I never stopped to listen to the whole album. Right. Um, until 
until we decided to do the episode. I knew the songs, I knew some of the songs, and they all actually, that album is actually a compilation in the first studio album he did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I was in Brighton having a day off when I was listening to the album for the second time to kind of prepare for the show and everything. And I recorded from Brighton from a hotel room. So every time I listen to the album now, uh, and from now on, it will remind me of having a day off in Brighton, enjoying the sun. And, <laughs> and, and also, so, and also it's, it's an early rock and roll album where you can't really distinguish where the blues ends and where rock and roll starts. Yeah. And it's so simple. And it has so many elements there. Like it sounds very simple, but there's a complexity of layers of instruments, uh, uh, you know, overdubs, production for that time, for 1958. Mm. That is like, that's so well produced and so well thought. So well, I, think, I, I think, yeah, that, think that, we, that one surprised me. I think we touched on it in the episode where actually that the, the moment that you could have changed from the blues to rock and roll was with the Bo Diddley beat. Because yeah. blues is about notes, primarily because you play the note one, the note four and the note five primarily. Yeah. Rock and roll is more, and and then sort of rock music in general, I find is more about the rhythms. And so was that the moment between the blues and the rock and roll, the Bo Diddley beat coming in? Because that was completely rhythmic. I think it is probably really well, although it's just really interesting. The Bo Diddley groove is not uh, that used in rock and roll anymore or wasn't used by Elvis, for instance, or wasn't used by some great, uh, yeah. names of early rock and roll but that's exactly what happened that shift from from uh, uh maybe even the melodies and the lyrics and anything else to the groove let's yeah. let's let's rock and roll <laughs> pretty much that's what it is you, you, you need you need rhythm you know that's it so yeah. i think yeah that that's it's really it's really good in the same um i mean in the same sort of vibe i would say the uh, elvis presley episode was really good yeah. to record as well because it, it makes you think about early rock and roll and and um elvis was the guy who turned uh rock and roll into something very commercial and very um very easy to listen to yeah so regardless of your co- because yeah he wasn't like uh um so to listen to elvis your your cultural background doesn't really matter it's just it's just straightforward fun you just listen and enjoy. <laughs> and I really, really love the album. I mean, listen to it again. I listened to it when I was younger, but um, I th- like really, really cool. Yeah, I think um, it's nice because what I, I love Elvis, but if you, you know, if you say to me, put on an album for this car drive or whatever, I don't think I'd ever go there. I'd go where I'd go. I love 70s. So I'd go Sabbath. I'd go Zep. You know, even of these ep- these episodes we've done, I'd do Hunky Dory. I wouldn't necessarily go back to the to the fifties, but it was really important, I think, for for me to hear this progression, like you said, the the the, the definitive transition from blues to rock and roll, both with Bo Diddley and Elvis, you know, doing what they did. Elvis taking the gospel and the rhythm and blues that he was sort of surrounding and immersing himself in, and just translating it and transitioning it into um, what we just knew as out and out rock and roll. I thought it was really important. And and it shows you how everyone was borrowing, to put it lightly, yeah. uh, from everyone else. Because Elvis wasn't a songwriter. He was uh, recording someone else's song. And Bo Diddley had loads of musicians who had their own careers, 
yeah. playing with him and playing some of their songs as well. So, mm. so everyone was borrowing or stealing <laughs> from, <Yeah>. <laughs> from from someone else, and and that's how rock and roll came about. You know, mm. you're getting someone does something interesting, you try to do the same thing, or you record that person's song and then and and then move forward. But uh, I, I want to mention another episode that's completely unrelated to these two. So how how come you go from that to Thing Lazy, right? That was one that surprised me a lot because I wasn't. Um, here's here's why I'm picking these these episodes because I think the main thing for me for the podcast is having the experience myself of discovering albums. We, we're trying to encourage people to uh, look back to the past and listen to to early rock and roll, to prog rock, to pop rock, modern rock, everything. So, but we're doing it ourselves. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're not claiming to be history of music specialists here we we we're going back we're analyzing those things we're listening we're doing our own research uh and we're not simply trying to stay in the comfort zone and talk about the albums we know really well we're getting we're digging deep into stuff that we never heard before and thing lazy i i only knew a handful of songs and um funny or not they're not they're not popular in my country so not not to the same extent they are in the uk yeah. so um so I had to I had to, to do a proper proper research and uh, and I was really amazed by how creative those guys were and how diverse <laughs> is the material they, they they wrote. It's it's bloody insane. Yeah. Well, that was actually you know that's my favorite episode of the year, Thin Lizzy. <laughs> I, I I remember saying on the episode I just had the best time, the best time listening to all their stuff because of what you said. The pure variety and wide array of genres and styles that they incorporate into their music i mean obviously you heard it on the episode but just from the top of my head the the r&b blues metal funk in the way pop uh, motown everything incorporated into one but what's funny is that the first um the first genre that comes to my head sorry the, the, the one of the first genres that I wouldn't associate them with, you know, if you said to me, pick a, a genre for Thin Lizzy, I'd say hard rock, I'd say rock, I'd say classic rock, I'd say blues rock, whatever, R&B, whatever. I wouldn't say heavy metal. But since the Thin Lizzy episode, what I've actually started doing, and this is my, my huge goal for the year, is I am... Um, studying the history of heavy metal i've bought loads of books i'm reading nice. loads of stuff online it's very cool yeah and thin lizzie were one of the most integral bands of pushing heavy metal in the 70s which i i, I just pre thin lizzie episode i'd have i'd have said hold on what are you talking about <laughs> you know just, oh, come. <laughs> but you know I, we won't go into it. this isn't another thin lizzie or a heavy metal episode but what they were doing in their guitars the driving bass and drums the driving rhythm section that we had they were doing so much for heavy metal during the 70s and me being exposed to that this year doing that episode do you remember i said to you we we had it scheduled to record on a saturday i said felipe i <coughs> excuse me <coughs> I said, Felipe, I want more time with it. Can we push the recording back a week? <laughs> I was <laughs> loving it. I was. I listened to every album, man, and it was just. Oh, it was. It was amazing. And you know, have, have you? Do you know that Spotify Wrapped thing? Have you seen? Yeah. It? Yes. My one for last for twenty twenty two, Thin Lizzy were my fifth most played band, which was crazy. <laughs> and you didn't first... even know them properly. Oh, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, it. So I had System of a Down, Machine Head, Parkway Drive. 
Slipknot's all heavy metal bands, and then Thin Lizzy at the end, which, I mean, maybe they are a heavy metal band, but well, anyway, that was such an incredible... Uh, yes, yeah, so isn't it one of the things that doing the uh, the research for the albums uh, is one of the conclusions we get is it's not that easy to draw a line uh, on when something becomes something else. And it shouldn't, so it's, it's, it shouldn't have to yeah, be. Yeah, it, should, it shouldn't have to, because it's, it's, we, we tend to name things. And again, we're going to say, you know, we say this a million times, what is rock and roll? Isn't it musical freedom? freedom. You do whatever. So that's, I think that freedom of writing good songs in any way you want or assembling, gathering good, good songs from different people and, you know, uh, putting parts together and making something new, uh, th that freedom to do that in your own way is what connects all those albums and all those bands. Mm. I think, I think it's nothing yeah. to do with one particular groove or, 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 or melody or scale or it's, it's about, you know, do a, whatever. A, movement, a larger yeah, exactly. movement. Yeah, you're think... free to write. So cause think about it, just comparing the albums like Brothers in Arms and uh, let's, an Aqualung. They, or, or Van Halen's first album. Is it the first? Yeah, we did the first album. Yes, we did. So yeah. compare those albums. Right? They're not, not really that similar, but they all give you that good feeling of like that that's proper music yeah it's it's a silly thing to say but it comes from the heart those yeah. people just doing whatever they want to do and that's so cool you're right man because i mean it's i mean when, when you're just looking back at this list of everything we've done there's not one album on here that we kind of got wrong i mean i when we started this when we started this podcast i said and when i was posting on instagram and stuff i said that one day you know someone asked about i said what's rock and roll to you and they said oh biggie notorious big the rapper when he did this and he innovated that and i said one day we will get to that because i would like to one day i would love to get so far to have a look at what this guy did for rap and hip-hop music it's quite far away but i'd like to get there one day but my point is is that We've explored so many genres within the scope of rock, prog, rock and roll, uh, pop rock, Brothers in Arms, maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't want to sort of mislabel it. Metal with uh, Sabbath and Metallica. Hair metal with Van Halen. Pop with the Beatles. British rock with the Animals. Audio Slave, modern metal, modern rock. Yeah. They're all rock and roll. <laughs> All rock and roll. We haven't yeah. gotten a single album choice wrong. And not that I ever thought we would, but there might be times where we say, yeah, this album was good and we enjoyed it and it did this for music and it did that. Would you call it a rock album? Would it fit under the rock scope? Maybe not. But this year, we have just got everyone so far perfectly right, haven't we? Well, yeah, I think I think they're all good choices, man. I mean, um, um, and to be honest, doing, man, doing, doing our own trumpets here, me saying yeah, exactly. yeah, we nailed it this year. That, we nailed it. That was a great year. Great year for us and for the podcast. But I, uh, um, to be honest, man, um, I, I really need to, to show my appreciation for all the hard work you do with um, editing and organizing and posting because I literally do fuck all of that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I won't Jamaican deny it. I won't deny guys, it, but I didn't want to call you out yet. Yeah, just you for you know the listeners have to know the truth, which is I I only turn up and talk shit whilst Lars is actually doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Felipe so, is the celebrity. I'm just the uh, I'm the guy who does the work. Yeah. No, but it's a pleasure. Celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pleasure. No, it's just really enjoyable. I mean, you know, 
it's 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 tough because we sort of there's so much work that goes into this you know and i'll be completely honest with you man it's a mindset thing all right saturday morning so you know you've got a week of work monday to friday saturday morning when i wake up and know that we've got a podcast to do i'll be completely honest because you deserve it and the listeners deserve it i kind of think oh podcast oh well you know, it's great, but I, I, you know, it's just Saturday morning. I, I just want to sit and put something on the TV. But, bro, every time we finish, you know there's a smile on my face. Because and what it is, is it's, oh, Saturday morning, I've got to do something. Someone, someone is, there's it's an expectation a, on it's me. It's a task. Yeah. It's a task. But every time we're done, bro, you know it. I just I yeah. finish with a huge smile on my face because... Every episode we do is just, I have so much fun because I do a lot of research, but you do it too. And so you yeah, man, stuff yeah. I don't know. And I come away thinking, wow, like, yes, <laughs> I <just laughs> fucking love it, honestly. So yeah, thank you for your words. It is honestly a pleasure to do this um, because I'm, why, why? Because I feel like we're delivering something worthwhile. I feel if there is a 12-year-old kid listening to this podcast who has never heard of the animals, if there is uh, an old man... Well, if there is a 12-year-old kid, uh, um, please forgive us for the swearing words. Yeah, sorry. I'll just put another one <laughs> um, out. Fuck. Yeah, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> um, shit happens, right? <laughs> uh, but if they're on the same way, if there's a, an old man who listens to this podcast who never checked out the animals, but you did yeah. now, even yeah. just if I if I if if we if we influenced one person to go and check out something new this year, then I'm I'm thoroughly proud of that and happy. So thank you for your words, bro. You know I really appreciate what you do as well. You know you 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 come prepared, um, you come with loads of ideas and stuff to bring. I mean, guys, just so you know, when we do this, Felipe sends me about thirty albums a year that he fancies doing. I send I I do thirty of my own, and then we just kind of schedule them. Okay, let's do this one here, let's do that one here, um, and then we do a topical discussion every now and then. So it's a combined effort. Yeah, yes, I do put all the legwork in. On the computer and the, the admin, but you know, this is a show that is brought to you by both of us. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining and, and being again, a part of 2022. Yeah, thanks everyone. Yeah, for, for, for being part of this. Like, um, this, I think, I think this is like it's just a, a conversation between friends, really. And yeah. and uh, although we do you know the, the behind the scenes work, which is like listen to a lot of stuff, take notes, uh, 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 compare information from different sources to make sure you, you're you not talking uh, bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, but what I would say is, like, um, this started with us driving from one gig to another or going to a yeah. hotel, I don't know, in, 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 a, in a car uh, talking about, you know, the bands we like, recommending albums and, uh, and bands to each other. Listening and to the albums. Listening well. to the albums on the way to gigs. So this started on the road, really rock and roll. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we should yeah, add yeah. with us like Long Live Rock and Roll Podcast, the show <laughs> that started on the road. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it did. And um and uh basically what we did is to organize that uh, uh um friendly conversation we'd have every time and turn into a show. So that's why I think it's very um um it's, it's it's kind of it's natural. It's, it's the kind of conversation we would be having anyway, yeah. and we're just sharing with people. And uh, we know that people love talking about music because that's what that that's a, again. I say music is a great excuse to get people together, and I think the the podcast is a great excuse to connect people with albums they didn't know, or to reconnect them 
with stuff they they listen to in the past and they yeah. they uh, don't know. For me, it's been like um, um, a fantastic uh, experience in general because I'm learning a lot about music and I'm learning a lot about bands that I didn't know before. Mm. And uh, I think the episodes I like the most are the ones I, I, I simply need to read a lot and listen a lot. So uh, I'm getting to, to, to know new things. And um, I'm just going to mention one that, that I found really interesting was uh, rumors by Fleetwood Mac, because yeah. we were uh, uh, <clears throat> that one, I was digging deep into the lyrics and I was like, well, I know these songs, but I didn't know. Uh, about the, the, the emotional side of it and what what was driving them to r- write those songs, and yeah. uh, and and so many stories about the studio and how they put parts together, how they came up with with uh, sounds and, and and the whole mixing and mastering, all this stuff. So I was, I was reading about that stuff, and I could picture them in studio, right? And and um, and I was thinking about this album, and then we got the the, the very sad news that that you know. Rock and roll has lost one of its its, its icons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, Christine McVie she died last year um, towards the end. It was kind of I think it was late November, early December, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's tragic. I mean, I think you know, rest in peace, Christine McVie. Obviously, you know that that song, Songbird. I still oh. stand out of the album for me, and I know. I know it's a different kind of song because it's just a person and a piano compared to the full band, but I don't really care that that song brings so many emotions to my, to my, to my heart. Um, gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. It's such a raw, emotional, heartfelt performance that, yeah, she, she was a huge, huge talent. And as you remember in the Fleetwood Mac episode, you know, happy to say that I don't know Fleetwood Mac. I haven't listened to anything except rumors, but the impact that that one song and that one performance had on me, um, for that, I've got to be grateful for Christine McVie on its own. I forget the Rumours album, you know, just that song. But, um, but yeah, the, the interesting thing you said there was the lyrics, um, because one thing that I'm guilty of, uh, I'm so... I think if I track this back, the, the the very simple answer to my question is I listen to a lot of heavy metal music with a lot of screaming. So the primary yeah. thing that I'm listening for is never lyrics. And I think that's just sort of something that's ingrained in my head, because... Not nine times out of ten, because I'm I'm pretty good at translating what screaming people are saying. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience. That's um, a skill in itself. It's kind of like because you because it's not so easy, right? I can hear a riff and I can hear notes way easier than I can hear what the person who's screaming is singing. So naturally, over the last ten to fifteen years of my life, I've just been drawn to the music. So when we even when we do things like this. Um, rumors. I'm just going to pick these three: rumors, hunky dory, and rubber soul. Even when we were listening to them, when I was listening to them, the first thing I listened to is the music. And I love melodies. I love chord progressions. I love drum beats. I love bass lines. So that's why I focus on. But another a hugely positive impact from this show to me is that you are always so um, on it with the lyrics. You always come and you say, oh, yeah, here's, the, here's what the lyrics are of this song. And so that's really opened up for me the avenue that, hold on, an album is more than just music. It is so important, you know, because the, the artist is trying to get a message through. And I found that. And I actually did. Do you remember I did loads of lyric research for Rubber Soul? Yes. And it actually led me to draw the biggest conclusion um, I did for the album, which was, if you remember, I think it was episode 22, Rubber Soul. Um, the conclusion that I drew for the album was that this is the first time the Beatles were unleashed. 
because they weren't just singing about boy meets girl and are falling in love, going to the high school dance, whatever. It was about them. It was about failed yeah. relationships. It was about this. It was about that. And it was only because I deeply went into the lyrics that I this album kind of stood out to me. And, and, and you see how the instruments yeah. relate, you know, how these, all the instrumentation relates to the lyrics, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just on the lyrics thing again, you know, it was hugely important in Hunky Dory, seeing what Bowie, where he was in his life, because I think, what was the quote that someone said? A man struggling to deal with his, with, with, with the world at the moment or something. Um, that was one of the reviews of Hunky Dory. Um, just so hugely important. And then again, with rumours, you know, an album that in place was really lovely to listen to. You know, the songs like, um, oh, I can't remember them now, but one of a couple of the songs that are really upbeat, nice songs with agreeable melodies, lovely chord progressions, but it's about like, the breakup and divorce of two yeah. people. So it's tragic, you know, but... If, if you don't consider that, you know, uh, the, the song has a different meaning, which it can have, you know, you can, you can you know, listen to a song without uh, paying attention on the lyrics, yeah. and you think it's about something, and then it's something else. Yeah. But uh, uh, but it's so, so cool when you, you understand the, 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 the deeper meaning, you know, behind everything. And, and yeah, lyrics are a big part of it. It's, it's always been one of my uh, biggest interests in, in music, is to understand lyrics and understand... Can I um, ask you a question about that? Yeah, it was just I was just going to ask that because your your first language is Portuguese, because a lot of music I imagine you grew up with, um, like Beatles, like the Rolling Stones, because they were singing in English. Did you feel like you wanted? Did, do you feel that your that was your passion for for going into the lyrics has come because you made the effort to learn the language, so you should make the effort to try and interpret the lyrics? Did, did that happen at all? That is, that's exactly what it is. That, oh, really? That, or, okay. or at least this is a really big part of it. Uh, basically, what, what the, the first uh, well, the first rock artists I was listening to were Brazilian artists. Like um, I, I would mention a guy called Raul Seixas, a great, great songwriter, Brazilian. Uh, and um, is So I was listening to, the, to Brazilian rock music, and obviously... My dad was a big influence, and my stepdad was a big influence in terms of music. And uh, through them, I got in touch with uh, uh, Creedence, Beatles, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, um, Nazareth, Emerson Lake and Palmer, um, Simon Garfunkel, uh, Dire Straits. So they did. So, uh, uh, um, so for my, my, my both dads brought me all that rock and roll stuff. And I was like, listening to the grooves, listening to the melodies and all the stuff, but I obviously didn't get anything that the singers were singing about. So that that is interesting because when I was really young, I was in love with the music, with yeah. the, the beat, the riffs, uh, the, the, the vocals, but I didn't understand what they're talking about. And I'll tell you something really funny. Uh, I had all Dire Straits CDs, right? So I had the whole discography in CD. So with the proper, you know, with the proper booklet, with the lyrics and all this stuff. So I knew, I swear to you, every single lyric of every single album by heart, but I had no idea what they meant. <laughs> and there wasn't Google Translate at the time. So I could sing along with Sultans of Swing, which is not really straightforward English, yeah. you think about it, yeah. the way Knopfler sings. It's not like, you know, it's not it's not that basic. It's not English for beginners. But I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. And and after I started learning a little bit of English, I was like, wow, what a great story. Yeah. 
And now that I'm living in London, some of the stories, like from Dire Straits songs in it, about like walking down Shaftesbury Avenue and stuff like that. You're uh, so it's, connecting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the same with any of the artists we mentioned, and any of the bands like Deep Purple. Deep Purple, the, the lyrics are quite, uh, you know, um, they're good fun, isn't it? They're not. Yeah. They don't take themselves seriously in terms of lyrics. But anything, all those bands when I started uh, um, understanding English, I went back to, the, and there's a really funny moment when when the information just clicks. Because you know the lyrics, but you don't know what they mean. And when we learn the language, oh, that's what they're talking about. So yeah, it, it has always been a good, a big thing for me to get into lyrics. And also, I used to write the lyrics for my own bands back in the day when I started. So I was I was the official lyricist for all my originals bands when I was young. So, right. uh, so yeah, it's a big thing for me. I love lyrics. I love. Um, yeah, uh, well, I love trying to understand what's behind someone's uh, ideas. And it's so important, like I said, you know. Um, just understanding the headspace they're in when they're writing some music but um yeah we so we talked about the news of christine mcvee i mean i thought it'd be actually cool to do a little uh just some other news related stuff compare uh of topics we did this year so for example we did the metallica episode um yeah. metallica have just come out with a new single and uh they're releasing right. a new album next year with a huge world tour um it's quite interesting actually because the new single sounds like it was from the first it sounds like it could be from their first album they've gone back to that speed metal thing of playing really fast not overly complicated but it's a really cool track you know i didn't i didn't love it at the start but it's kind of grown on me and they they they're releasing a new album next year called uh, 72 seasons which is interesting um and then other news related stuff is that actually i only saw this a couple of days ago is that david bowie has well obviously he hasn't released it but the the Bowie has released an album called Divine Symmetry, which is an expanded hunky dory with more demos. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. so apparently you're going to get even more demos from the hunky dory era. So any of you who loved hunky dory, go and check that out because that came out very recently. Um, yeah, 25th of November actually. So full box set. Uh, I think it's got the hunky dory album as well as loads of previously unreleased demos from that one. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, Go on, go for it. No, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see those uh, um, news about old bands, and we we did talk about Metallica when we were discussing the Dinosaurs, yes, like, like those bands that carry on despite their age. And uh, I think there's something really, really cool about Metallica. They actually had a really emotional moment in Brazil when they were touring, wasn't it? That um, we, yeah, we James, spoke about yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. James Hetfield was going for some like. Uh, um, uh, mental health issues it's kind of, and 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 loads of it apparently is related to age you know so it's well, just, just struggling to do the things he's supposed to do let, can i talk about this let's yeah. check this out so some really i want to call it weird maybe maybe this has been done before but i've never seen it with this metallica did uh, it was awesome you know so it was really cool it was around the end of november as well they announced a new single a new album and a world tour the world tour is very interesting. They are going to, I think it's, I think it was 26 different cities, Europe, America, Canada, South America as well. But what they're doing, unlike previously where Metallica would have done, I don't know, first, second, third, fifth, sixth, seventh, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, over a month, they're doing two dates in a city with one day in between. So they're doing, uh, they're going to Paris on the 27th, 
and the 29th. Then they're going to Holland on the 1st and the 3rd. Then they're going to Spain on the 6th and the 8th. And I just thought this was really interesting. And what they're doing, sorry, is in the same city, on the 6th and the 8th, they're playing one set on the 6th and a whole other set with no repeats on the 8th. Which I think is really fascinating for two reasons. First of all, that day off in between all of them, there's no, you know, what I just said is true for the whole tour. There is no city they go to where they play two shows in a row. It's a show, day off, show. And I wonder if that's kind of addressing how do Metallica carry on playing and do a world tour without age and health issues coming in and affecting it? Well, you make sure that your world tour has a day off after every yeah. show which which is really expensive in terms of touring if you're as big as metallica then you can afford it isn't it and also yeah. they i mean they deserved it isn't it they, they've done a lot <laughs> they've earned and, it haven't uh, they and and I, I find amazing like the the, the most still the most uh impressive thing for me is the fact that those guys don't need to do it yeah and and isn't that the whole purpose of art art is something yeah. that you don't need to do you can survive without art, survive, but maybe that's just that. Well, that's what you, you said. On maybe the... without art, you just survive. You don't, you're, not, you're not alive properly. You know. That's what we saw in the dinosaurs episode, isn't it? We said, yeah. "Why are they doing it?" Well, they must love it because they don't yeah. need the money. Some of these bands, so no. they must love what they do. And 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 uh, it's, isn't it the same reason why we listen to music? The same reason why we're doing this podcast? Yeah, I think that's a. Uh, uh, um, it's a very like human thing, which is the 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 need to say something, to express, and uh, and and to put it out there and, and make make people hear about what you what you have to say. It's 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 what music's all about, and it's what yeah. podcasts are all about. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's um. Uh, do you know? What I was, was going to say just to change the subject. Um. But so you guys know on the Christmas episode. I was a bit cheeky in how I had to uh, arrange the episode because with my Christmas song, um, I hope you all enjoyed it, by the way. With the Christmas song, it wasn't ready in time for when we recorded the episode. So me and Felipe recorded the the speaking bits, and then I said, and here's going to come the song. Well, then a week later, the song was ready, so I was able to insert the song afterwards. But Felipe, you actually heard it now. Do you want to give the listeners your thoughts on my Christmas song? The joys of Christmas Day? The joys of Christmas Day. That was. I think that's a. There's, there's a potential Christmas hit in there. I know it's a very like um, a, a, a simple production so far, just piano and vocals, which is pretty cool. So it shows the the the, the power of the composition. Let's put it like that. So it's really lyrics, cool. So yeah. I lo- yeah, the lyrics. I think. Well, this challenge started with me basically me saying. Uh, so if, if you think it's easy to do a Christmas song, go go on and do it, and you, you did. And, well, the next uh, challenge. Was, you, question, well, question for you: Was that easy? Um, I think it's on the. <laughs> I'm very good with words and lyrics, so the lyrics oh, flowed yeah. naturally. It was just the, the music was harder. Uh, so yes, oh, it, yeah. you know what? It wasn't easy. Put it that way. I spent a lot of time on it. Um, so yes, I, I admit defeat. A Christmas song is not easy. Mariah Carey, George Michael, Wham. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> it's fine. I hold my hands up. Um, anyway, we made the promise uh, for you know a year, well, a year and a bit ago now that I would write a Christmas song. And on the Christmas episode, yeah. as I said, the promise for next year is that 
I'm going to release the song properly with a full band, a choir if I can get one, and you know try and make it sound as good as it can. For those of you who don't know, because I, di- I don't think I posted much about this on the social pages, um, I actually released the Christmas song um, and to, to my friends and family and asked for a £2 donation to give them access to the song. And all the money went to a uh, homeless um, and hungry or poverty-stricken charity. So that on Christmas Eve, uh, homeless people in Birmingham were able to have a Christmas dinner, three course meal, um, and the money went towards that, which I thought was really nice because obviously it was it was a challenge, but but some good came of it, and I'm going to do the same next year. So keep an eye. I mean, I know we're <laughs> 11 months away, but keep an eye on the socials because next year when I'm done fully with the song and have it properly produced, I'm going to do a bigger campaign, try and raise more money. Uh, who knows, man? Maybe I might get in touch with some radio stations and just say, you know, uh, I think no, I think you need to think big. We should get Mariah to sing this one. <laughs> Mariah Carey, I know you're listening to this podcast. Listen, Mariah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> listen, Mariah, we've had enough. We, you know, we've, every, the world has had enough with your last song. Come and join us on this one. This is going to be the next big hit. I think it should be her and and, um, and James Hatfield sharing vocals. I think <laughs> because you know, can you imagine the numbers of people that would reach? Hold on, Metallica times Mariah Carey. Metallica meets Mariah Carey, written <laughs> by some guy from Warwickshire. <laughs> yeah, who the hell? Lazarus <laughs> that's the name of my book then after i become famous that's what i title my biography who the hell is Lazarus my cleanies um yeah so just a little update just to let you guys know what was going on and um what's going to be on next year for the christmas so expect big things um but yeah man any, anything else you want to touch on 2022 honestly i i'm very grateful for 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 the whole year and uh for being able to carry on with the podcast it's been as you know uh on a personal note one of the busiest years of my life professionally. So coming this out guy, of- this guy's yeah. a monster. Listeners, just so you know, this guy. <laughs> we just chatting before. He's your year. You, you kind of averaged a gig every day last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had a few months I played twenty seven gigs, but a few months I played thirty two, thirty three gigs, something like that. insane like that. Sorry, so I'm, sorry, I'm sorry usually for, sorry for the twelve year old <laughs> listeners. But I'm fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. The gig every day on average. Give, give or take. On average. Yeah, give or take. So basically but fuck it's, me, it's man. About, that is crazy. <laughs> it's about it's about twelve to fifteen hours of teaching every week plus seven six to seven gigs plus uh the podcast, you know, and mm. uh and plus I'm writing uh some ebooks for a, a music business company in, in Brazil, plus um yeah, working with a friend developing a, a course uh you know for music teaching and stuff. So there's a lot there's a lot going on in my personal life. So yeah I haven't said that. So why am I saying all this? Because in the middle of all of this, my personal biggest challenge was to not stop doing the things I really want to do. And the podcast was like right on top of the list. We had to sometimes postpone or cancel recording sessions because I, I I had times when I said to you, listen, I, I've done my research. I'm prepared, but I'm so tired. Kind of, yeah. I, can, I can barely speak and talk about stuff we need to talk to. Can I do it tomorrow? Can I do it some other day? But we managed to carry on. And, and that's, I think, I, I, I kind of want to leave that as a message. If you have any project that you want to do and you started and you feel like it's too difficult or you've got so much to do, just carry on. <laughs> Try, you know, yeah. Keep doing it, like slowly, it's, step by step. This is what we did with the podcast, and you know, it's, it's alive. 
It's mm. going on. It's you know, it has survived all of this. No, you're right, man, because I mean you touched on your personal stuff there and sort of well done for you in your year, but uh it, it's 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 been such a an up and down year um for myself as well. I mean I, I don't think listeners know about what goes on much in our personal lives, but I started twenty two thousand and twenty two off as a well, almost full time professional musician. Um but things changed. I mean, the impacts that the lockdowns have had on um, the 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 UK uh, British music scene. I mean, it's been it's been a pairing of the lockdowns and Brexit. Um, obviously, the fallout from Brexit and COVID. Um, the industry was just completely, and it still is in a in a terrible place for live music. And it got to the point where you know I couldn't I couldn't afford to live because music yeah. was not paying well enough. So I did. If you're not in London, you can't do it. That's the truth. Yeah. And then the, and the thing is, is that I did the thing that no musician wants to have to do and said, listen, music has become unaffordable. So I, I, I sort of stopped the music I was playing um, and I went and got a full time job. And it's one of those things that, you know, having spent so many years training to become a professional musician, there's a, there's a sense, you know, especially towards the end of last year, where I was embarrassed to say, oh, you know, I, I don't actually do music anymore. I, you know, I got a full I got a nine to five job now. But happiness man i'm so fucking happy right now like the money i'm earning is really good and what i'm doing on the side this is it man the podcast the podcast has kept my music it keeps you connected with music isn't it because i I mean we do what we do in different ways uh like as i said if you're not in in a big city like london and you're a musician it's a really really difficult situation Uh, all over the UK and I think well, in Europe and some parts of America, South America as well. But uh, it's it's oh, those are the places I I know I'm in touch with, with people from from those places. And every musician had a um, difficult couple of years. Yeah. And I happen to uh, to be lucky enough to be in London right now, where the mm. music scene is still alive and and it's still I had we had to chase for gigs like everywhere find every possible gig that's why i'm like in soho right now because it's the only place where you can where i feel like i can make a living out of music mm. but I, it's funny that you found you found your way out of the crisis and the financial problems by doing you know doing whatever you need to do the interesting thing is we kept this going you know never as a side project yeah you know it's like oh yeah you know i, I do this but you know i, I got the podcast I think it was always a passion. It was always something that yeah. we wanted to do. You know? You're right, man. Yeah, and and since then, I mean, uh, for the, for the, for those people who love heavy metal music, um, towards the end of November, I actually started. Well, I started a YouTube channel with my wife called Minds of Metal, where it's ba- it's kind of like what we do here, but it's just way more heavy metal dedicated, and it's visual. So this is a podcast as you're listening right now, and the thing I do with my wife is visual. It's on YouTube, and she kind of runs the channel more. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah. So, check it out. It's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, it's cool. It's, it is very cool. But we just do breaking metal news. We talk about albums. We do sort of the legacy of metal bands, debates, you know, metal profiles and all that stuff. Um, but it's just been, you know, another thing because I love. I mean, I fucking love music, man. You know, and the thing with playing music is I've I found very quickly, um, and it's different for different people. But I struggle to enjoy playing music when it's not music I want to play. So I did things like I auditioned for a Zeppelin band about a year and a bit ago, and they said, here's the set list. And I, I was I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, I don't, I don't these, half of these, uh, half of these songs aren't even my favourite Zepp songs. 
Um, and I just, it's kind of, it's very selfish. But in the end, I love music because the songs I love mean so much to me. So when you have to go and play a gig of music that you don't like or you don't want to be playing, it can be really tough. It can yeah. be a really tough grind to sit through two hours. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, so all I think that time on stage performing something yeah. that you're not emotionally involved with. Which is why this, although it's not performing music, I mean, for those for listeners, just a side thing, I won't go into I've also got an injury as well. So it was a combination of the the money and the injury that has really sort of led me to decide not to do music full time anymore. But um or to play music full time. But bloody hell, I'm I'm still doing music full time. I'm I'm studying heavy metal nearly every day when I can. I'm researching for this podcast. I'm researching for our Minds of Metal YouTube channel. And I'm also writing some music as well with my wife and and you, as you know, as you're aware. So yeah. news to come in, in a few months, I'm sure. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's just about finding what works for you. And especially with music, because there are so many different ways to access music and to get into it. It's just music, yeah, is it's- it, man. We're never going to get away from it. And I fucking love it. Oh man, that's uh, so good to hear that because it's it's um, it's pretty much uh, um, you summed up the motivation behind all of this. You know, yeah. it's just like never, never uh, disconnect from music. You know, yeah. and, and it's as when you you mentioned like being a full time musician. I think we are full time music listeners, are we? I mean, <laughs> yes. we, we don't. We never stop. And for me, uh, just another uh, quick personal uh, ob- observation on this, which is. Uh, I've always been uh, uh, playing with different bands of different styles. It's always been my thing. For for those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a drummer. I've been a drummer for fucking twenty five years now. <laughs> uh, but so the whole thing is, um, it's always been about playing a bit of jazz and blues and rock, mainly those uh, uh, three genres. But I got myself in a position where I would be mainly playing original music rock music, touring, and on the side doing a few blues gigs and the occasional occasional uh, jazz gig, whatever. And then got to a point where I'm mainly playing the blues scene in Soho, and I love it. I love it. It's like great people here, great music. And I'm a big blues fan, so I love what I'm doing. And not playing any rock gigs anymore. The moment, not like I, We play rock and roll, rockabilly, early blues, early rock. It's cool. But the all those bands that we mentioned, those things are uh, they came after the kind of music I play now. So, yeah. so I, I, the podcast for me is it's it's a fantastic way to keep me connected to the music, to 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 the bands and the music that actually got me started with music, not only with rock, but music in general. So all those so bands you're not, we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so although you're not playing that music like you might have been doing before, you're playing the predecessors of that music, but this podcast is allowing you to connect to the music. To the music. So I feel like yeah. there's a whole experience from the from the early blues yeah. to the modern rock stuff. Uh, so I'm leaving that experience on a, on a daily basis, either recording uh, or, or or researching or, or playing live. So this, yeah. it's, it's been it's been great, and oh, I just want to really thank everyone who's who's supported us since day one of the podcast. And we said to ourselves, even if people don't give a damn, we're going to keep doing this. If yeah. no one cares, we're going to do it because uh, it's not a disregard for what people think. No, it's not that. It's just like we want to do this. 
We're happy to do it. We're happy to share it with whoever wants to listen to. Like an episode like this is more like we're just having a conversation, really. And uh, it might not be as interesting as talking about the biggest album of all times or whatever. But it's important to acknowledge what we've done so far and to thank people, the ones who decided that what we're doing is also interesting for them. So Mm. thanks a lot for being with us. And thanks for a fantastic year, I would say. Well, uh, yeah, I got that got very deep very quick, didn't it? But I thought it was nice yeah. because listen, you guys, I know we're not we don't, we don't really do visual stuff, but you know, I think it's nice for the, for the listeners to sort of get get a, a little view into our heads and what we go through because week after week they just get our opinions on an album. Oh, how are you doing, Felipe? Yeah, good man. Is Sunny there today? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, good. Got a rugby match today, and that's really it. You know, I don't know if they ever really sort of know more about us unless they follow us on like our, our social media pages. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it got very deep and very emotional quickly. But I think that was nice—a nice little twenty minutes just chatting about our lives and how. But, uh, because it, ultimately, what we were ch- talking about is what this podcast means to us. Um, yeah. And I think that was, you know, you know. So although we are trying to produce this for others, it does a hell yeah. of a lot for us. You know, and I'll go as far as saying, you know, keeping both of our mental healths in check. Not, oh, not, yeah. not without the podcast, we'd be we'd be a mess. But it just does that little bit more. Oh, it brings us it, a it, weekly amount of joy. Exactly, and it's it's some, it's always like a um, regardless of uh, waking up early after a gig. <laughs> I always I'm always happy. I'm always happy to record, and um, yeah. I just want to. Well, before we finish, I want to ask you uh, okay. what do you what do you want for next for this year um, for 2023 with the podcast? What do you want to do? There's um, in a different way compared to last year. Well, um, we've actually chatted about this, didn't we, at the end of last year? I, I'm. We've had loads of things where there was a series of episodes this year or 2022 where we we tried really hard to get together, and I'd come down to London like once a month, and we try and do three episodes in a day, and we just kind of thought this is silly because it's costing me a shitload of petrol. I mean, you guys, anyone who's familiar with the UK at the moment knows what the petrol price is and the energy is like here. It's it's just a mess. Um, it was costing me petrol. It was we were rushing episodes to try and get some done. I didn't feel like the quality was as good as it could have been, so we made this switch to Zoom, which I think's actually been a godsend. You know, we tried to kind of avoid the technology and keep things personal for as long as we could, but I think it was actually a really good step because since then we've just gone weekly and just doing one episode every week, you know, recording and then just putting them out, you know, every two weeks. So I think that's been really good. But there's been times where you said to me, Hold on, can we not do can can we can we change the subject for this one? Because I've got a friend in Soho who wants to talk about it. And you said, Oh yeah, well, you know, I wanted to do an episode about this kind of stuff, uh, because I've got a band member who I play with in Soho who does that. So we've actually decided, you know, one thing we're gonna try and achieve this year is to get several guests onto the show. But I'm I'm happy to announce that Mr. Felipe is actually going to be leading some of those episodes. So if if we can get some stuff, then Felipe is going to be your main host for a few episodes, hopefully this year, where he's going to sit down in Soho with his friends and with his bandmates and talk about, you know, the, these topical discussions. I know one you want to do is saxophone in rock um and stuff yes. like that. So really happy. Yeah. So that I'd love for that to happen, and in the same way, I know we're I know we're going to try and keep things rock and roll and seventies rock. But for example, I don't know. I know you're not that much into the metal, so if we ever do a, a I don't know, a, if we decide to do an Iron Maiden album, 
I might do an episode with my wife because we do this yeah. metal channel together and we thought, why not? Why yeah. can't we bring outside parties in to give their stuff? So, yeah, I'm really excited for that because you've got so many great contacts and friends in Soho. And I know that it's just a struggle for me to get down and to give the time to it. So I thought, we we thought, it's not just me, we both said that, you know, Felipe could do a couple of episodes or so, several episodes with your colleagues. Um, and yeah. you leave them. So I'm really excited, man, because you're, yeah, a so- host, you're great. Well, you have a great way of talking. So really excited for what you can produce with them. I'm kind of scared, but it's... Oh, no, man, you're going to smash <laughs> I'm kind it. of scared of it. it. No, I think it's going to be a cool thing to do, like a different episode. So, um, and having guests, is, I think, is a great thing. I think we we, we definitely need to do a uh, strong partnership with Minds of Metal, because I think you know, that that's a really cool channel you guys are doing. And maybe do some uh, uh, some stuff with, you know, other uh, uh, musicians, other channels, other podcasts. I mean, yeah. why not? I, I mean, think... apart from having Mariah Carey singing on 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 on, on your Christmas single next year, and, year and I want I, and Hatfield. I want I want Joe Rogan to join us as a guest. You know, instead of you know, I, I wouldn't go to his show. I think it's 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 overrated. I I, I like him, but I wouldn't. I don't think, I mean, he deserves me going all the way to America to talk to him in person, but he could come here and join us for one episode. Uh, you know, we deserve him, yeah. Yeah, we deserve him in our show. Come on. Joe Rogan, <laughs> I know you're listening, um, so come and join us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's really cool stuff, man, really cool. And yeah, if we if we sort of, if we get a metal album that we'll do like an Iron Maiden one or a later Sabbath one or whatever, then we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that collaboration with Minds of Metal. Maybe we can film it. Uh, and record it, and then it goes out on the Minds of Metal YouTube visually and the podcast um, orally. So, yeah, we could try. yeah I'm, anyway, I'm really excited yeah. because you are a great host, man, and the way you talk and the, the conversation topics you come up with, they're really, really cool. So I've got no doubt that you're going to produce Oh, please just so. stop. No. What? Just stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Am I piling no on the pressure too Thank much? you. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's fine. Excellent. Uh, gonna, yeah, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cool. So, yeah, Perfect. I mean... Ah, it's, it's it's been a great year, hasn't it? Yeah, well, that was that's quite quite a deep last twenty minutes. Let's finish. Yeah. <laughs> with, let's finish with something um, relating back to the episodes of last year. Very quickly, was there a surprise moment or album from last year? Something that you didn't think you'd enjoy that you did? Oh yeah, um, I'm reading the list of episodes here. You do one, and then I'll do one, and then we'll, we'll okay. end the episode. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention. Um, I would like, yeah, I could talk about a band or something, but I, I, I'm gonna mention the one album that was really, really fun to listen to was Van Halen. That was so was much like, fun, wasn't it? I just want I wanted to dance. I want to start like um, you know, it's it's just some music like that. It makes me want to break things and you know? <laughs> like break a guitar <laughs> and you know and, and, and jump. Did you know of the album before, but researching it gave you a new uh, no. sense of it, or did you not know? No, not the whole album again. That was one of the albums that I I, I could I, I remember learning songs from the album to play with bands and stuff, but I was never a Van Halen fan, yeah. and I I guess I wasn't because I never stopped to listen to a whole album. Not not that one, and it's it's so good to listen to a band on their first album playing something there's there's like uh, uh that defines who they are because they, yeah. there's there's nothing there's nothing beyond that first album first thing you've done and you got to smash it on the first album otherwise there's not going to be a second one so they, did, they did smash it didn't they they did a smash it yeah well, um, that was fun for you oh for me 
I think you're going to like this answer. I was really... Well, hold on. Let me just... I'm just going to double-check my answer. I'm fairly sure, but I'm just... He's going to double-check his answer. Well, yeah, there's, there's several. <laughs> Th- Thin Lizzy already said that was, like, my most enjoyable one, but I didn't think it was a surprise. I kind of knew somewhere deep down, you know, because when we were on tour with uh, the road with the roadie Johnny Della, John, Thin Lizzy are Johnny's favourite band. Uh, Shout-out yes. to JD, the main man. So... I knew because he liked them that if I got into yeah. them, I'd find stuff I liked. So it wasn't a surprise. It was just, fuck yeah, like this band is <laughs> great. The surprise was, uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to give two, but one lesser one. Really pleasant surprise with Brothers in Arms, Dire Straits. Never thought I'd enjoy them, but I read that, that as an album was great. But the number one, Aqualung. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I don't. I didn't know much of Jethro Tull, but I knew they were proggy. I knew the flute stuff. You know, I um, I listened to that song "Living in a Past," "Living in the Past," and I played it when we were studying at uni. Um, so I kind of had a little idea about what was going on, and I just did not expect to f- for an album like that to have such an impact on me. And again, lyrically. Uh, as well as musically, you know, the themes of the God and, and his religion and his childhood just married up really nicely with this kind of hard rock, proto-metal, prog music that I really enjoyed. So that was one of your ones. So, yeah, thanks for that recommendation, man. That was a hugely pleasant surprise and really enjoyable. So that's it. We were surprising each other with our choices, isn't it, that, and oh. recommendations. So that, and and I, I expect to surprise you guys, you listeners. Well, there's a surprise yeah. coming up next week. So our first episode of 2023, we're doing Dookie by Green Day. Uh, Felipe's chosen the album. We're going to get there next week of, or two weeks from now. But it's not one that I expected Felipe to choose. And it's not one I expect to, not not like, but um, yeah, it's, it's, we'll see. Just wait for the episode. Yeah, well, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, let's see how that one goes. But um, anyway. Yeah. I think that's a great place to leave it. So thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Thank you for joining us for the whole of 2022. I know we've said it already several times today, but we really, really appreciate it. I'm going to ask you to subscribe, to like, to hit share. Tell anyone you know who likes this kind of music to go and listen to us. iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just scroll down and give us five stars, please, or just a little review because it really helps us with the algorithms, trying to grow the the podcast more in 2023, um, and we need your help to do that. We're an independent podcast, as you've heard quite dramatically in the last hour. We love what we do. (laughs) So, you know, there is no chance we're stopping. This is too much fun for both of us, but, um, you know, if if we can reach more people with it, then that'll be really good. So please... Give us, give us some support, like, share, subscribe, go to our socials, do what you can. Uh, we really appreciate it. And thank you for yes. find us journey with us. You can find us on the internet, isn't it? Perfect. I'm so glad you did that because you summed up, you, you summed up 2022 with that line. Find us on the internet. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you very much, guys. And from two weeks from now, the episodes begin again with Dookie by Green Day. Yes, hope to see you guys soon for our first episode, official episode of 2023. And uh, keep on rocking everywhere. Absolutely. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a great 2023. And as always, long live.